Hi guys, it's Barbara. We are wanting to put out mini-sodes here and there as a different form of kind of connection. This is where it's either Teresa or myself and we're telling a situation that we've found in parenting and kind of being more vulnerable, letting you in on our lives a little bit more and just sharing how we got through it and through the good, bad, and the very ugly of parenting situations. I find that I have learned a lot of how I deal in parenting and someone else sharing their stories. So I wanted to do the same. Today's episode, I hope you like, and I hope you find if you're needing to a piece of it that will help yourself out. I love these little mini-sodes and I hope you do too. Hey, it's Teresa. I hope you're having a great start to your week. It's important to Barbara and me that you know we're here for you, like a friend and just a support so you know you can count on us, not just to offer the best tips and ideas from the experts, but we also want to let you in on some of our day-to-day struggles and the things that we found have really worked best for us and our families because we really are in this together every step of the way and this community is such a strong source of support. So today I really wanted to chat about sleep because World Sleep Day is at the end of this week and statistically good sleep habits and solid nights of sleep is not really a common thing for people these days. And so I wanted to do two things today which is start by sharing a snippet from one of my Instagram lives from a few weeks ago where I share certain sleep stats And I also wanted to share a bit about my experiences with sleep and even my top three tips for ensuring that I get a great night of sleep every night, which is currently and always has been one of my number one priorities. So for me, that means putting my head on my pillow between 9.30 and 11 p.m. every night at the latest and closing my eyes, going to sleep and having a solid sleep for at least seven hours. And also what I do if it's a little bit less, like six hours or six and a half hours instead of seven. And part of the reason for that is that I turned myself into a morning person a few years ago so that I can wake up between 5 and 6 a.m. and just get my day started right every day. I feel like it makes me a much better person on every level. And one of the things I'll do is link to the podcast episode with Dr. Pam on sleep because it really is so helpful. And then there are a bunch of other really helpful resources too for the show notes. I really do hope that you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful rest of your week. Today, I really was hoping to chat with you about sleep. World Sleep Day is coming up and I was doing some research on sleep recently. As you know, I'm super passionate about sleep. Sleep really is such an important thing, such an important focus. And as we move into World Sleep Day next month, I really want to continue this conversation because it really is so timely. And so, like I said, I was looking at some stats and I really want to share them with you because they're kind of yucky generally. Not a lot of people are getting a lot of sleep. We interviewed Dr. Pam recently on Thriving Family Podcast. It was actually part of last season. And it's such a good episode. It talks about optimal sleep more so even than the problem. We're very much solution focused on our podcast episodes. And we really want tangible results for people, right? And so Ultimately, Dr. Pam tells us that you should be getting seven to eight hours of sleep optimally for if you're an adult. And so for adults, we don't all get that much sleep every night, especially, right? And she talks about as well that ideally it's the quality of sleep that matters the most. So she says, you know, 
before midnight is the best sleep that you can really give to yourself. So start going to bed a little bit earlier. But there's so much more to that. And, you know, you can listen if you want to hear more about that. But I think that's a really important place to start is with the seven to eight hours of sleep. Because in looking at the sleep stats today, I found out that it's estimated that it costs the U.S. $411 billion annually just having lack of sleep in the U.S. alone, which is a lot of money, right? And in terms of working days, apparently it's around 1.23 million working days a year are lost due just to lack of sleep alone. And that doesn't even get into the actual personal cost to you as a as a human not getting enough sleep. And we all know the the terrible, terrible things that can happen as a result of not getting enough sleep. Dr. Pam gets into it in our podcast episode with her. It's the long-term sleep deprivation impacts are on not just our physical health, but also our mental health. It's just, it's too big of a cost. So in a way, what's your sleep worth to you, right? The cost is huge. So I don't know the personal personal cost stats, uh, but I do know that there are a number of ailments that have resulted from people getting not enough sleep. And so I think that that is probably enough. I mean, there are so many resources out there. We almost don't even need to talk about it, right? Okay, so at the beginning of this podcast episode, I mentioned how sleep is a priority for me. And it really always has been both with a newborn baby as well as with older kids. It's one of the things that I really am most passionate about and a big part of why Comparent.net was created in the first place. And this really isn't the place to talk about sleep during pregnancy and with a new baby, but I definitely encourage you to check out Calm Baby Sleep Course and our other podcast, Baby Bumps to Littles. Because one of the things that we really do talk about a fair amount is a full night of sleep with your newborn. And again, it's something I'm so passionate about because the routine really works. It really is incredible. And I share a lot about my personal journey on that other podcast. So if that's the season you're in or if you know anyone in that season, please let them know about that podcast and subscribe. But just generally, my personal story of sleep is that I've always had a history of sleeping well. And part of that, I think, is because... Whenever I have been challenged in terms of not having a great sleep, because my default has always been a good sleep, it really bugs me when I do not get a good night of sleep and a full night of sleep. Like if you're used to getting seven to nine hours of amazing sleep where you put your head on your pillow and then it's just sort of like lights out and you have a great sleep, but then something changes, it's so devastating. And so through the times in my life that that's happened, second baby girl and that was really exacerbated because at the time her father had been diagnosed with cancer and he was going through chemo and it was just a lot during that pregnancy and she was a miracle baby and I wanted to make sure that obviously I stayed pregnant and that I was healthy and then I had a toddler as well so there were so many factors that played into that but for our purposes here today the other time I was really impacted by sleep I think in recent years was probably my divorce and that was many years ago now but I mean there was a lot of change going on at that time for me right so you know not only are you maybe used to sleeping beside someone and then you begin to start sleeping alone but there's also you know all the stress and all the little things that come along with you know a separation and a divorce so that was definitely a time in my life where I noticed that I wasn't sleeping as well as 
I maybe would have liked. But in my experience, and even when we've asked our audience and when I've talked to friends about why they may not be sleeping well, I've really noticed that major stressors are a strong commonality. So whether your head is spinning from anxiety before you go to sleep or you wake up in the middle of the night and you have that anxiety, those major stressors I find really do play a part in it. And not just a part, but a really big part. And so the tips that I want to share with you aren't just tips that have helped me, but I've really found that they've helped other people and I've received feedback from them on it. So I really just wanted to share because of course, the more knowledge we have, you know, even to ask our own healthcare providers about the better off we'll be, right? So I'll start by saying what the three things are, and then I'll go into a little bit about each one afterward, because there are really helpful little bits of information and also products that are extremely helpful. And I should probably mention that we're not talking about these brands because it's a paid partnership or anything like that. We would only recommend brands to our community that we really do respect and trust, brands that we've tried and that we really do feel have integrity. We really just do genuinely believe that these are awesome brands worth sharing, especially if we're looking to benefit other parents and families, and honestly, just anyone who isn't having their best or their ideal sleeps each night. So the first and perhaps most important one is to really be able to clear your mind before bed. And there's a number of ways that you can do that. And I really wanna chat with you about them. The second thing I think is consistency every day. And I'm not saying that you have to have the same night routine or morning routine, but really just generally having a few things that really make you feel good so that you can focus on them and really feel good about them so that when you put your head down, you just feel better and relaxed and at ease. And then the third thing is to really know what your go-to things are when you're either not feeling tired or you're not feeling relaxed. If you know these things in advance, there are certain products that I absolutely love that are just integral to offsetting almost in a preventative way. Because as you know, Barbara and I are really solution seekers and we love all the things that help us to be preventative as opposed to reactive all the time because that is exhausting. Okay, so first in terms of clearing your mind, there tends to be for me a little bit of overlap between one and two in terms of the consistent things that I do every night before bed. And some of the things that I like to do really do clear my mind, but just clearing your mind though is I think its own separate thing. So whether you journal or meditate or something like that before bed, or for me it's sound and I'll get into that in a minute, but clearing your mind to me also means that there's nothing to do on your to-do list at this point. So you can actually just be in the moment of right now and you're not feeling like you need to be somewhere else or that you need to do anything else. It's really gonna bug you that you didn't do the dishes or something like that. Maybe there's just peace of mind in taking that extra five minutes to wash those extra dishes or whatever it is. I really do prefer to have a bit of a clean kitchen, so that's a good example. And just generally, I find that on a Sunday, typically I'll like to look at my calendar and my sort of to-do list and figure out what I need to do for the week that are really, really big, important priorities because it really is about focusing on the things that matter most and not all the little things because there are so many little things that it can just be so overwhelming so much of the time. 
I even find that it helps in the morning to take a quick look at the list so that I can really focus in on what I need to do. And then even at the end of the day, for the next day, that's a good time to, to sort of think about, okay, I'm going to be done and I'm going to focus on, you know, putting my kids to bed tonight and just vegging out, reading a good book, having a bath, whatever it is that I want to do. So again, what is it going to take for you to get to a place where you can really be present just in the moment of now, as opposed to thinking of all the things. And one of the suggestions I know Dr. Pam had was keeping a notepad beside your bed. She said, especially as women, we like to have to-do lists and just having that notepad allows us to jot it down or you can send you know, an email or a text to yourself if you prefer as well. But again, it just sort of clears away all the junk and things that can really clutter up our brains and ultimately stress us out a bit sometimes. So the second thing is the consistency piece, which is what are the things that you can do every night to create a little bit of a pattern that you know you're going to just feel amazing afterwards so that you can have this clear mind and go right to sleep and that you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, what else do I have to do? Or I forgot something. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, journaling, meditation, for me, I often will listen to a sound bath in my ears, even to fall asleep. I actually prefer no noise when I actually go to sleep for the whole night. But sometimes if I'm really tired and it's 10 o'clock and I haven't maybe had time to meditate that day, and I'll wake up and I'll take sound out of my ear maybe half an hour later. But it really just depends on what works for you. Other people, of course, like to have things like baths. Another big one for me is tea. There is so much comfort in drinking tea and I tend to be particular about the types of teas that I drink at night and that kind of leads us into the third one so I'll chat about that in a minute. I'll link in the show notes to the sounds baths that are my go-to because they're so helpful and one is from one of my favorite sound healing teachers. Other things that I know I've tried in the past that really put me at ease I really enjoy diffusers with, say, lavender smell in particular because it is just one of my favorite and it's just known to be a go-to for relaxation. The other thing you could do is have an orgasm before bed, of course, reading a book. And then if I can, I try to stay away from electronic devices, but sometimes it feels good to watch, especially a funny series that we're into at the moment or a rom-com because I absolutely love those. But when I do have any light on, I do make sure that I put on the glasses at night for blue lights. And I'll link to those in the show notes because I do find them really helpful. You put them on and for the last couple hours before bed, and I really do find that you get so sleepy. And so the color is a little bit off when you're watching a TV show. But unless it's like an action movie, I don't get that worried about it. So again, I'll link to a bunch of that in the show notes. And that really leads us into the third thing, which is know what your go-tos are if you know it's going to be tough for you to go to sleep, like you're really feeling it. And there are so many natural remedies for this, and that's what I like the most. It's, again, really preventative, like Barbara and I prefer, rather than getting to a point where we allow our, our minds to continue to spin and we're thinking about all the things. So if I am at that point, I find that breath usually helps the most, as well as the sound and the breathing in and out breathing in for two and out for four. And I just feel like that is so relaxing. And it was particularly helpful because 
I'm not someone who typically has ever suffered from anxiety, except for a really discreet period when I was pregnant with my second baby. And I would find that if I slept on my back, I would wake up gasping for air sometimes, and it was absolutely terrifying. And that breathing absolutely brought me back to feeling more centered, more calm, more relaxed, and I was able to go back to sleep quite quickly. So again, breathing in for two and out for four, super helpful, and doing it three to four times, but really as long as you need to get to a point of where you feel good about it. Another thing, and we have an episode on it, is tapping. That could be really helpful as well. I also find that the sound is extremely helpful in the morning because I'm not naturally a morning person, but making myself more of a morning person just to be able to do some of the things that I really enjoy before my kids get up is really important to me. So I actually find that sometimes I'll set my alarm for even half an hour before I actually plan to get out of bed and I'll just put the sound in my ear for that half an hour. And I find that when I actually go to get out of bed a half hour later, I feel significantly better than I would have if I had just woken up and tried to wheel myself out of bed or tried something like, you know, the Mel Robbins, five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed type thing. I really think that's worth mentioning. And Barbara and I both are big fans of the Now Buy Sell You speakers. And we actually have those as a free giveaway right now. If you subscribe and leave a review for our podcast, you'll actually be entered to win in our free giveaway. These are absolutely amazing. And that only takes three minutes. And I actually put it on in my kids' bedrooms before they go to sleep each night. And then I also put it on in the morning to wake them up because it's a really general way to get woken up rather than say an alarm clock or something like that. And they really love that. They also have a set of those at their dad's. So they have consistency at both homes and it's become something that they remind me of if I don't actually do it automatically for them in the morning and at night. But in terms of go-to products, I really, really have an appreciation for the various sleepy and relaxation teas because first, I'm a huge tea drinker, so if you know me at all, you know that I almost always have tea in my hands, including when I'm recording podcast episodes, and I'll link to some of my favorites. And actually, I think I'm just going to create a cheat sheet on this because I feel like there's a lot of things that I can link to and it'll be really helpful just to be able to get that download for free and then you can try out the things that you think might work for you. The other is my husband found this amazing lavender balm at a farmer's market and they sell it online and it is so good and I rub it on my temples, behind my ears sometimes and it is just absolutely delightful. And then a few other things... I know that a lot of people take melatonin, but I've also heard feedback on that, that you can get really bad or vivid dreams from that. And so one of the things that a lot of people that I know have taken is Cava Cava and also GABA. And those herbs, taking them before bed can be extremely helpful in terms of easing your mind and getting a full night of sleep. So I personally haven't ever had to take those, but enough people I know have benefited and gotten a better sleep from them that I really wanted to mention it. There's also a couple of different homeopathics and I want to link to those as well because again, I don't have experience with those, but enough people have told me how great they are that I really do think it's worth mentioning. I'm a pretty big fan of homeopathics and we'll link in the show notes to 
Dr. Pan's explanation of what those are because she's done a few really good blog posts on those as well as herbs so that we can really get to this less anxious, more calm state and really do it in the most quick and efficient way possible because we are all so busy doing all the things every day and sometimes it's hard to even take that five minutes for self-care but it really is so important to protect our peace. We all know it and we really can't be reminded enough. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you provide feedback on what you found helpful, what your biggest pain points are with things like sleep and anxiety because they're so important, not just to identify, but to talk about. And I really do hope that you know we're here for you through all the fields as a source of support through this community. I really hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you. So let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. And I wanted to welcome, there's so many new people listening to our podcast, and I just wanted to say welcome. This is an amazing community. It is full of love and support, and Trace and I show up, and we are our authentic, real selves, and we just are here to connect with you. We are showing what's going on for us in parenting, what's going on for us personally, and also what's going on for us growing our own business. And we are truly here to help all of us live our best lives. So making our everyday lives easier, getting through blocks and hurdles, and just having that community and knowing we're not alone. That is the biggest part of it. And with that, we want to know how we can support you guys better. So for those of you that are willing to answer a couple questions just of what you want to see more of, what you're liking, et cetera, we are going to send you a gift card for your time. It won't take that long. I promise there'll be like a couple questions, but if you are interested in getting a gift card and helping us help our audience more and our community, send us an email, thrivingfamilypodcast at gmail.com and just let us know. Yes, I'm willing to take your quick survey and get a gift card. That would be amazing and we'll be in contact with you. So just wanted to add that in and welcome. And we are just so in love with our community. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values. And Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.